Hello, I'm your host, Mr. Chuck, a retired accountant turned truck driver. I reduced my debt in a relatively short period of time. Debt reduction to achieve financial freedom takes commitment, confidence, determination. Tracking expenses. What is tracking and how does it work with a budget? First, a budget only shows what you should be spending, or it's a guideline on your spending. Without tracking, how would a person know if you're on track or you're spending too much? The most important part of your personal financial life should be tracking. I have two articles in my show notes to express this from thebalance.com, how to track your expenses. And the other one is uh, small expenses can cause you to blow your budget. Both of them are fairly true statements. So what is tracking? I'm just going to give a little bit of a history. This is the best way I know how to present this. Back in the olden days, in 1980s, or and before, before there was such a thing as online banking, he kept a check register, which was your running balance. And then every time you wrote a check, you would subtract it from your balance. So you had a fairly good idea how much money you had in your checking account. Even back then in the 80s, people never could took track of anything. And they never record the checks they wrote. They go to the grocery store and spend a bunch of money. They never recorded it in their check register. And they say, well, I know how much money I got in my checking account. Well, that might be true, but you, sometimes you forget. And then you're going to overspend. And once you spend more money than what you have, what happens? The bank's going to charge you an overdraft fee, the, a, a balance fee, all kinds of fees. Whatever fees they can charge you. So you're just wasting your money. And then along came online banking. And then everybody got away from keeping their check register. Because you could just go online and look at your balance. You could look to see which checks are cleared. And you could keep track of in your head. Because you only had maybe three or four checks outstanding. And you had a fairly good idea of how much money you may have in your checking account. And people got lazier and lazier, and that's when the problem started. As far as I know, there is no bank out there, maybe one or two, but none that I know about, where you can categorize the expenses. In other words, can you go into your online bank account and say you wrote a check for rent, can you put a category on that for rent? And then will it give you a report to show you the dates and the amounts that you paid? Will it generate a report for you? Say your landlord comes and says, well, you in the last three months, you were three days late on my rent. And you're thinking, well, no, I paid that on time. You could at least go to your online checking account and see when it cleared. But that doesn't tell you when you wrote the check. That doesn't tell you when you handed it over to the landlord. Maybe you handed it over to him on the due date. Maybe they waited a couple of days, say the due date was a Saturday. 
and maybe they didn't deposit it until Tuesday. And then they're looking at their deposit and saying, huh, well, that guy paid me late. So now what are you going to do? You have no proof. That's why I always do electronic transfer. You go into your online checking account and you set it up to pay it on the due date and the bank will pay it on that exact day and everything is always on time. And automate as many of your expenses that you can. And I like automating them through my bank where I set up automatic payments for my utilities, for my mortgage, for any loans I may have. I set it up as automatic payments through the bank. Why? Because it's easier to go to one place to automate your payments and then go to five different places to do the same thing. So why go to your electric company to set up an automatic payment and then go to the gas, natural gas company to set up an automatic payment and then go to your mortgage and set up an automatic payment. Maybe they don't let you do it, but you can do that all through your online checking account. So you're thinking, well, that's keeping track of it, but that's not good enough. For those of you who struggled with budgeting, Maybe you went through and you set up a budget and you came up with dollar amounts and then you went through every month at the end of the month and you try to add up everything that you spend for that category so you could put it on the piece of paper or in the spreadsheet. And you thought that was way too much work, it wasn't worth it, and you basically gave up because you was always going over your budget or you had one category that was way that you never spent even close to all the money, and then you had categories where you always went way over. And it was just a hassle. I don't blame you, because it is. But there's easier ways to do things. In the article, How to Track Your Expenses from TheBalance.com, they're saying that you should create a ledger. First, you need to have your budget with you. You should also have a notebook available to you. You can divide your paper into three columns apiece. You will then be able to write down each budget category at the top of the column. Then when you need to record the assigned amount next to it, if you do not create, if you have not created a budget and are tracking your expenses so that you can create one, then you should decide on the basic spending categories such as utilities, food, rent, eating out, fund money, and insurance. Record each of these at the top of the paper. So what they're saying is you're going to carry a notebook with you. And at the beginning of the month, you're going to take a piece of paper and you're going to divide it in three or four, how many columns you get. I'd put it landscape. You can get more columns in there. Then you're going to put a category in each one of those columns. And then you're going to put the amount that you budgeted for that column. Then as you go through the month, you're going to subtract from it. You're going to record every time you make a purchase, say it's groceries. Every time you go to grocery store, you're going to say the date, say the 10th, Kroger, the dollar amount, and subtract it from your budget amount. Every month, every time you do that, you're going to do that on this piece of paper. Another way to do it would be to create a spreadsheet, basically, that looks the same. And then when you get home, keep your receipts and then enter all the receipts into this ledger and keep a running balance of what, 
how much you've spent for your budget. And when your budget is going over, then either one or two things, either you did not budget enough money for that category and you're actually spending more or you're just plain overspending. So if it's close to the end of the month and you go over by a couple bucks, you're doing good. If it's the beginning of the month, the first third of the month, and you're over by a few hundred dollars, well, I would guess either something came up and you had a bigger expense in that category than what you planned on, or you just didn't plan on a big enough dollar amount for that particular category. So then you need to adjust your budgeting for that category, and maybe if you got to make up some money, take it out in another category. So that's why you need to track your expenses. You need to know where you're spending your money and when you're spending your money so that you can adjust for that. So you know when these expenses are going to come up so you have the money to timely make the payment. So you're going to record all your expenses back to the article, stick to your spending uh, limits, and then choose what to do with the money you did not use. Now, this is important. At the end of the month, you have the option of rolling the money over into the next month's category or transferring it to a savings account. I would say transfer it to a savings account. For bills that vary, like your power bill, you may want to roll the balance forward to help even out the cost of the utilities each month. For things like groceries, you may want to transfer it to a savings so you can build up your emergency fund or work towards other goals. The idea of having a budget, the idea of keeping track of your spending, and this goes for income also, is so that you know if your budget is close to start with, and two, to allow you to determine how much money you can transfer to savings account without having to worry about your checking account being overdrawn. Of course, and then there's tips. They're saying uh, budgeting softwares or a budgeting system. And that's one way to do it. I would recommend using your own check register, like the olden days. But now it's automated. The one that I use, and then I get reports off of, that's important, is Count About. It's online. You don't download anything into your computer. You just go online, put in your password, and your information is there. Once you've built up a first month or so, then you can start getting reports and see how you're doing. Countabout is only $9.95 a year. That's not a month, that's a year. So for $10 a year, you have a pretty good system, a check register. You can put in your checking, multiple checkings. You can put in savings, multiple savings. You can put in your credit cards multiple credit cards and you get the same thing for all that so if you have a checking account maybe one savings account and five credit cards you can put on all credit cards and not the home page you can see the balance of everything on a glance and once you put in a 30 days or so worth of information you can get reports 
And what I like to use is the monthly comparison report. It's con- it's going to compare the previous month. I always do the previous month, and then it's comparing it to the previous year. So until you've been using this for over a year, you're not going to have a comparison to the previous year. But what's the importance? Why do I look at the previous month? Because what this report does, it gives me my income and my expenses by category. I can use the totals to help adjust my budget. So I'm looking at a monthly comparison for October 2021. It's got my income in there. Okay, well, we know that one's monthly and it's always the same. And my paycheck, we know that's okay. And I can look at that and say, well, how close was that to what I projected? If it, well, it's, it's going to be close because I've been doing this for a few years. Then it has auto and transport. It breaks down the categories. It's got the total, $157. And then it's got gas and fuel. Uh, 135 and then it's got service and parts 22 i bought some light bulbs for the car i know about 160 dollars is a good amount to budget for my gas it's going to be pretty much close it's going to be a little over because i don't buy light bulbs for the car every year then i got bills and utilities 574 dollars oh geez that's way up well it's up because in october i paid my water and sewer which was $285. The rest of everything else stays pretty much the same. So every quarter, I got to remember to increase my budget for my water and sewer so I don't forget about it. So it gives me that. Then I got entertainment, which is subscriptions for TV. Bank fees, which (laughs) that's rare. I ever pay a bank fee as a dollar, dollar six. I don't know how that ever happened. Food and dining, I got, and it breaks down the coffee shops and restaurants. That's mostly when on the road because I'm a truck driver. Then health and fitness is my doctor, uh, my copay, home insurance came up, uh, investments, money I transferred to investment account. Uh, personal care is my hair. I got a haircut and shopping, which is I spend money on my hobbies, which I'm calling hobbies. But sometimes it's electronics and software and it's hobbies and general merchandise or those type of things. So this gives me an idea. I can look here and then look up my budget and see how close I am. Well, I'm right on the money because I've been doing it for a few years. But it's easy. Only thing I had to do is create a report. Now, only thing I'm going to warn you about on count about. When you go to do a report, it's got, you know, you got to put in a title. I never save it. Um, Year to date is the default. You can change that to last month, last quarter, or last year. doesn't really matter. Um, I've only been using it since December of 2020, so not quite a year yet. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be a year. When you click on checking account, now I only want to look at one account at a time. So I want to see what my checking account, because I, my budget for my, my budget is based on pretty much my checking account. If you're paying your monthly expenses through a credit card, then maybe you need to add your checking account and whatever credit card you're using 
together, which you can select either or or both or all. I like to look at one account at a time. But when you do that, it says personal checking is my account. And then when you hit enter, the cursor is still in that box. You got to make sure that cursor is outside that box. Same thing for categories. I select all categories and then they have a thing called tags. You can tag things to keep track of certain expense. Hit run. If it doesn't run, it comes up blank. That means that cursor was inside the box. You got to get it out of the box before you hit run. It pops up and there it is. And it comes up the same. At the bottom is pretty neat because it's got money. The net amount, it was all these categories. And then it's got my credit card. Shows how much I paid the credit card and then how much I put into savings for the net transfer or the net amount of money that came out of my account. So I $4,700 came out and roughly $6,000 went in. So I'm leaving money in the checking account, so make sure I don't bounce checks. And part of your budget should be that. You should build up your checking account so you have a minimum of $300 or $500 in there so that you have a leeway. You don't want to put all your money in your savings account and then have to transfer it back to your checking account because you only allowed six transfers out of the savings account in any one month. So you don't want to be flipping back and forth. If you do more than six transfers out of a savings account in the same month, the bank's going to charge you a fee and they love doing that. So that's what I do. And that's what I recommend. Do get yourself some type of software. You can download it on your computer. In this case, for Countabout, the software that I'm using, I just log into the internet. I put in my information and it's fairly easy to use. You can set up reoccurring transactions also. So let's say the first month you set up your rent, your utilities, your all your payments for the minimum payment on your all your credit cards, all your you know, loan payments. Once you got to set it up for the proper due date when it's due and everything, you can then turn that into a reoccurring transaction and the program will and you can set when you set it up you set it up every monthly so every month at that date it'll pop up on your screen so remind you that that's something that has to be paid if you have it set up for your automatic uh, payments through your online bank account then only thing you need to do is look at the online account has it cleared yes it's here, yes, and you hit the check mark and it posts it and subtracts it from your check register and you're all done. And you do that click, 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 and then you look at your check register and you're pretty much all done. Uh, so it's fairly easy to use and it definitely makes it easier, especially when you start to get those reports and you can get a report based on your budget. It's got all these budget categories in there. You select the ones that you're using for your budgeting purposes so that everything lines up. You have a category that's the parent category. You don't post to the parent category. You can, but you want to post to the like uh, food, 
and entertainment. It'll have restaurants, coffee shops, groceries, you know, all the subcategories. You post the dollar amount to the subcategories, and then it told, totals it up to that category for you and gives you a nice report. Now, small expenses can add up to overspending issues. No, do not overlook small amounts. It's important. So when you get your budget set up and you fine-tuned it and you know that everything that's coming out of your budget is what happening every every month, every quarter, every six months, whatever the time period is, and if there's anything in there that you no longer use or no longer need or even forgot you were paying, you need to cancel it. Get out of it if you can. Cancel it and that will free up some more money for you. You're looking for money that you're wasting and you can trim that off and it will definitely help you if you're struggling to get rid of those credit card payments. So we're going to talk about small expenses, whether you're looking for ways to save on your monthly spending or or you keep blowing your budget each month, perhaps you need to investigate where you're overspending. It is important to become more aware of your small expenses and how you may be spending more money than you realize. These small purchases can add up quickly. So let's say that every day you go on a break in the afternoon, you buy a candy bar for $1.25. Well, $1.25 times five is $5, $6.25. If you're struggling to make payments on things, 6.25 times four, I'll let you do the math because I'm not going to do it real quick. I don't want to say it because I could get it wrong. Adds up. It's $12, $24 plus. $24, $25 a month, which could be the difference of making a payment on time or being overdrawn on your checking account. Small expenses in your budget can be you know, different things every day. Perhaps you love that steaming cup of coffee or pastry on the way to work. Maybe a couple of dollars each day to rent a DVD from Redbox or other such location. This is an old art. It could be afternoon pick-me-up sodas or a new book every few days for your e-reader. Some people make, make several in-app purchases for a game for themselves or for a child, and others feel they must eat lunch out each day. Little purchases really cost, and they give an example. It's important to find out how much you're really spending on these specific small categories. It could be done in a few ways. One is to write down all your spending based on a specific category for an entire week or month. I do it by the week. Physically writing it down and recording it in your, on your phone will make you more aware that you are spending and why. Another way to monitor yourself is a budgeting app and they're promoting apps. If you're using cash, you can record it manually or keep the receipts to look over at the end of the week. Keep the receipts, go home and enter it in your spreadsheet or write it on your ledger every day. Don't do it once a week because you're getting out of control. The idea of this is to make you aware of where you're spending your money. If you do it once a week, it's too late. If you do it, maybe by Wednesday, you'll say, hey, I'm spending way too much money. I got to quit doing that. You know, maybe it's going to be as early as Tuesday. 
So how much is too much to spend on Pacific is to each individual. Once you realize you're spending around $70 a month on coffee, about the cost of one cup a day, that adds up to $840 a year. You can determine if that sounds reasonable for you to spend on coffee each year. However, if you're barely getting by, that $70 a month can make a huge difference in reaching goals or paying bills. Everything counts. So if you do, if you get the coffee in the morning, that's five bucks. You get the soda in the afternoon, that's a buck and a quarter. We're six and a quarter now a day. Six times five is $30. 30 times four is 120 $120 a month. You could save just doing away with two things and save the time of not going to get that coffee. Do the coffee at home. Get in the coffee club at work, whatever it is. There's a cheaper way to do it, everything. So this is what you have to do if you're determined to get out of debt. If you want to maximize your savings, minimize your spending. And I'm not saying minimize your spending to a point where you're not doing things. I'm saying just keep track of it. Keep track of it. Maybe you go out every Friday and spend $100 at the local bar or at a restaurant. Maybe you go out on a date three times a week. Well, you need, maybe you should cut back if you're hurting. If you have that many credit cards with that much debt and you keep putting these expenses on a credit card, one, you're not doing number one, creating new debt is the number one thing you should be doing. And how you do that? By Keeping a track of what you're doing. The more you keep track of what you're doing, the better off you're going to be. The more accurate that you're tracking on your expenses, the closer to your budget will be. And then that will give you a better insight of how much money gets over to the savings and how much money and how soon you could be out of debt. It's not difficult. You just got to do it. I'll be back in one moment with my final thoughts. If you listen to this podcast, Reduce Debt, Increase Wealth, on an Apple device, scroll through all the episodes towards the bottom, and you can select Write a Review and leave your comments, and you can rate this podcast. I appreciate all feedback and I thank you for your time in doing so. Tracking your expenses is important. Whether you've already set up a budget or going to set up a budget, if you track your expenses and if you track your expenses in a application that will give you reports that you can categorize everything that you enter in there. Whether it's rent, mortgage payment, credit card payments, utilities, groceries, gasoline, auto repairs, entertainment, subscriptions for TV, which could be that, or it could also go under utilities. Whatever you do, categorize. 
and then be consistently do the same thing. So if you never set up a budget before, if you if it, if you hadn't kept track of a check register, then the number one thing you need to do first is to get yourself an app or do it on paper that an app is a whole lot easier. Countabout is the program I use. It's an online program. You can log into it no matter where computer you're on. doesn't really matter. And it does all those things. And use it for a month. Or if you're really in a hurry, I don't know why, go back and enter all the items in your checking account for the previous month. So look at the first of the month and put in all the items that you entered for the previous month. And then do it for the current month. And that will give you two months worth of data. And then you can create reports and see what categories and how much money you're spending by category. And then you can set up a budget and this is a matter of getting report from your application and printing it out or showing it on the screen and then going into a budget, whether it's a spreadsheet or whatever, and entering the numbers by category and then you have your budgeted set up. Remember, I don't tell you to sacrifice when setting up a budget. Your budget should be set up with the actual amounts that you are currently spending. And that's how you get started. Then once you have everything identified and the dollar amounts identified, then what you do is look at your budget and what items you no longer are using. No items you no longer need. And you go in and cancel them before the next payment is due. And once you get that done, then the next step would be to look at where you're spending your money and can you get it reduced somehow. Utilities, you would set your thermostat back. If you don't have a programmable thermostat, if you have your own home, where you can program it to lower the temperature when you're gone, increase the temperature when you're home, and lower the temperature when you're asleep, and then increase it before you get up, that's what I do. And you'll save some money on utilities. Also, your cell phone, your internet service, your cable service, TV. You shouldn't be having cable TV. You should be streaming. If you're paying for an internet service, you should maximize that to the fullest. And you can do that by streaming your TV. And streaming your TV is a whole lot cheaper than paying for cable TV. You might even be paying for the internet on the cable company, through the cable company. I have uh, a cable company that doesn't even offer cable TV anymore. It's just basically an internet service. I think some of you may know what that would be. 
I'm not going to mention their name. And then keep it under control. Don't get 10 different streaming services because then you're going to spend a lot of money. Get one or two. Pick out the ones that have the channels that you watch the most. And then only subscribe to that one or two. And you'll save at least $100 a month or somewhere close to it by doing that. Same way with your cell phone. Call them up. If you've been had the same plan for a couple years, call them up. Find out what plans they're offering, what you can get maybe unlimited uh, voice and text, unlimited data. And it might even cost you less than what your current plan, what you're paying. So if you can get more service for less money, you need to do that. You should be doing this every couple years or every year. You should always be looking for ways to save money, to reduce your spending, no matter what it is. And those small items do add up. So if you stop somewhere and you buy a coffee twice a day because you just feel like drinking a cup of coffee because you like it, quit doing it. Do it once a day. Don't do it at all. Because that $5 here, $5 there, over time, it's going to add up and it's going to could make your life more difficult when you're struggling to pay your bills or you're struggling to get your credit cards paid off. So you got to track all your spending and do it month in and month out. And you get, do reports through the app, compare it to your budget. There's inflation, the cost of things are gonna go up. Even if you buy the same things every week, over time, the cost of what you're buying is going to go up in price. You need to adjust your budget for that. You need to increase it. Maybe your grocery bills was $100 a month and that was plenty of money. And now you have a roommate. Maybe you have a significant other and you're buying for two. So maybe now it's $225 a month. Did you adjust your budget for that? If not, you need to do so. And if you increase one category, look around, are there categories that you have budgeted a higher amount that you're not using? Well, lower that down. It's a fine tuning process. It takes time and it's an ongoing process. So the most important thing you can do is keep track of everything down to the penny. You should know exactly how much is going in your checking account, how much is going out of your checking account. And that should be the same with your budget. Same thing with credit cards. Quit using credit cards. Quit creating new debt. Make the minimum payment every month. Increase your emergency fund. Build up an emergency fund. When you have a couple thousand dollars in excess of it with the emergency fund that you set for yourself, and then take that couple thousand dollars and apply it to one of your credit cards and pay it down and do that month in and month out. So keeping track of everything is an important. And if you do that consistently, you'll be happy you did so. Just a note, I'm apologizing for any of the background noise that you might hear in my episode. 
I was unable to detect and get rid of it. 